0: Because I had this in the past where I, we went on on a rip on some shit and I forgot to hit the record button an hour later. We was like,
1: fuck. <laughs> I, I can imagine. I can imagine.
0: All right. So, I mean, I'm going to be talking spoilers uh, tomorrow or day after anyway. But damn, I liked it for what it was. Uh, ironically, um, I just not too long before um, they started showing the trailers for the movie release, I just not too long finished reading. Oh, oh no!
2: The fuck? Yeah.
1: The fuck was that?
0: I don't know. I didn't do it.
1: Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> then what the fuck? There we go. I didn't like no. that. That wasn't fun at all. Okay, yeah, now. But, we, yeah, fuck. Yeah, there but, we go. Yeah.
0: Well, like I was saying, I said, um, ironically, before the movie came out, um, before they start showing trailers and shit, I just finished reading a whole series, uh, uh called Thor, uh, the God of thunder and okay. it covered that same, uh, storyline and shit. Really? So I went in there like, Oh, cause I'd seen the trailer. I'm like, Oh, I know where that's from. Oh, I know where yeah. that's from. Cause they pulled some of the stuff straight from that, uh, that storyline.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I thought, like, oh, this is about to be some dark, gritty shit, and then we getting there in the movie and shit, and there's this whole bunch of bright lights and colors and shit.
1: <laughs> but that's what that's what Thor is, man. Thor. Is, oh yeah, Thor now. Is cool. Yeah, now the first ones wasn't like that. <laughs> oh no, the first ones was dark and grim and all and all, you know. But this, these, these last couple ones have been, you know, they've been a little out of there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was for the better because, um, after what Dark World or whatever, they mm-hmm. they went. They went a certain direction with him. And then, you know, he came back in Ragnarok and they just kind of lightened it up and gave him like a comedic sense. And all I think they had.
1: To. I think Dark yeah. World was too dark. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I believe so. But I thought they was going to drag this storyline out a little bit longer from after reading what I read or whatever, because it was like a five a freaking book spread on that whole uh God butcher storyline and it was just like he did some wild shit.
1: Yeah he like did these, he was real, I liked the way they did him in that movie. Yeah he was real cool. Oh yeah they
0: did him good for the movie as compared to the comic book um representation of gore Yeah uh, yeah it was way different dude had like some horns he was like stark white I, they said more, that he
1: looked a lot like uh, I was. I was reading something recently. And they said he looked a lot like Voldemort in the comic books, and they wanted to change him out, which yeah. is why they 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 specifically made him look different for the movie so that people wouldn't get that confused, which is dope.
0: Yeah. So it was, dope. if you can mix the two, it's more like. He looked like Voldemort because, it like, the nose area was flat and smooth. Yeah, yeah. But he also reminded me of um one of the variations of Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z and shit. That's lit. That's lit. Cause like um uh, the one where he was all slim and mean and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, he. He kind of looked like that because he had the two little tentacles that came off the top of the head. That's dope. And the um the dark power that he had or whatever. It wasn't so much an actual physical sword. It was more like the Venom Sibiote or whatever yeah, it like power it they com- had. Yeah, they cut this whole body and everything, and he kind of like summoned it out and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, I see why they lightened it up and went the way they went because obviously it's Disney and Marvel. Yeah. Kind of cinematic shit. But like that whole storyline was just like murder. Like, yeah. Heads off, a uh, dude bathing the whole freaking literal pool of blood to time yeah. travel and all kinds yeah, of crazy he was stuff.
1: Yo. Yeah, he was wilding
0: three I, that's why i was because we did this multiverse thing with the cinematic universe now and i thought we was going to get the three thors because they had three thors in the storyline for the god butcher and whatnot so they had that's
1: crazy i didn't know that
0: yeah they had thor from the past like his early iteration before he got Mjolnir. okay and then there was thor of current time and then there was uh god future like thor, king thor in the future, That's like crazy. he looked just like olden and everything, he had the eye patch, he was all old, had the big beard, everything. One hand, it was just crazy. I love that fucking storyline. I'm definitely gonna
1: look that up. I'm definitely gonna look that up.
0: Yeah, it's Thor, God of Thunder. And uh, But well, I just turned 40 and I just started reading comic books like months ago,
1: <laughs> and because now they're now they're different, now they're like graphic novels type deals,
0: yeah, because. So now that I dove in, (laughs) I got Marvel Unlimited and DCU Unlimited and all this other crap. And um, Blade is my joint. I love Blade. And I didn't know anything about his uh, comic book lore or anything. All I knew was Wesley Snipes. That was my (laughs) shit. So I went back to the very first issue that he was um, featured in. And it was like an old Dracula comic because Marvel had the license for the Dracula character. And fuck, that was some reading. Because <laughs> damn, that crazy. was just like way back in the 50s and all kinds right. of crazy shit. So writing was way different And the way they talked about subject matter and whatnot. It was almost Shakespearean in the aspect. That's crazy. And it was like 60 pages of panels and just dialogue and everything. Mm-hmm. And then when you read the more modern stuff, it ain't nowhere between to like 20 and 22 pages or whatever. So that's, that's wild.
2: Crazy. Yeah, so that I was is- like
0: Fuck, I started reading that first one. I was like, shit.
1: All right, all right, (laughs) right.
0: three books in one, you know. And I probably because it wasn't published as frequently as they are now, but like, yeah, hell. And what I learned about the Blade mythos and whatnot from that differs from the cinematic thing, there was no Whistler, you know, it it was another guy and it was a black dude, black British guy that found Blade when he was younger and trained him up. In the ways of vampire hunting and all kinds of stuff and um Blade didn't initially have the power set that we know now like the rejuvenating and all kinds of stuff like that Um he didn't get that until he was bit by Morbius really so Morbius you know activated his superpowers and shit because initially you know what was true from what we got from the movies Deacon Frost bit his mother while she was giving birth to Blade You know, so he was born, and the only thing that he got from that, um, he was immune to vampire bites. So he can get bit, and he would never turn and whatnot. So I mean, when he got raised and all kinds of stuff in the ways of vampire killing, I mean, he used that to his advantage because they would he would lure, he would use himself as bait. So you Uh know, oh no, I'm helpless, and they
1: bite him and shit, just like gotcha, bitch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. You're shanking motherfuckers and
1: everything Yeah, that's wild son. that's crazy because Morbius, i'm blade they did try to introduce him at the end of the uh like a, like a somehow at the end of the uh morbius movie
0: mm-hmm yeah
1: which is
0: so and then like we in the marvel stuff right now they brought him in at the end of eternals So, I mean, we didn't get a visual on him yet, but that was his voice in the background. Oh, yeah, I remember
1: that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know
0: that. I had to look that shit up because it was just like, are you sure about that? That's the only dialogue. sword and shit,
1: right? Yeah, I remember that.
0: So that that dude's going to be the Black Knight, which I just recently found out about. So the Black Knight's character is similar to Garn aspect of the sword gives him power, but it also corrupts him as well.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) So that's going to be crazy yeah
1: right it seems to be a, a common theme
0: mm-hmm. and the sword doesn't let him die
1: <laughs> that's helpful
0: yeah so like i i just read a little spread about the black knight because i wanted to know more mm-hmm. and uh motherfucker got decapitated head off the body separate separated just it's chilling over there he on the slab and everything and he had the sword in his clutches away you know how they buried the old school motherfuckers with the sword mm-hmm. on his chest and this motherfucker just came back wow just pulled him back together cuz the sword won't let him die.
1: That's insane.
0: <laughs> Unless he relinquishes it. If he gives it up, if he's like, "Hey, I don't want this shit no more," then he could die. But as long as he has the sword in his possession and he claims ownership, it won't let him die.
1: That's amazing shit right there, y'all.
0: But it corrupts him.
1: And it Who cares? It,
0: it uses the rage inside of him to give him power. So like when he goes in the battle and he gets angry and shit, it you know it makes him stronger. But right. the stronger he gets, the more corrupt it starts taking hold. So right. he can downplay it and try to stay calm and be like, ha-ha, because like <laughs> I'm reading it and uh, he's kind of lame and shit because he fighting and everything, but he's using like ha-ha, ha-ha, I'm here. I'm the Black Knight. I'm doing stuff and yeah. he's just playing himself down because he's trying to stay calm and battle, but he's weaker in that state. But when he get mad, he just fucking amped the fuck up and he just ah, and then, but he slowly feel himself turning and shit, but Speaking of turning, let's turn the page Because <laughs> I get started on this shit, I ain't going to stop um, I got a convoluted Intro, we already 10 minutes in But I'm going uh, to go ahead and kick that I'm going to introduce you and then we just roll right on To what the let's fuck is me. already doing You are now
2: listening to Random Ramblings They rock Yay <laughs> Yeah Random, it's random Random Ramblings rock. Ather. Random is Random. Random Ramble Rob, this is the Ather. Random is Random. Random Ramble Rob, this is the Ather. Random is Random. Random Ramble Rob. Are we hearing anything in this bitch? This is the anthem. God bless the child while he listens to some random. picking bars and stanzas, ripping mics, etc. Go against you all you gotta know he Tony Dancer. That's V Rob, Peter oh. Boss, MC god Give you what you want every week with some deep dives. Revise everything you know about this podcast. We're trying to take over the world with this podcast. we hit your ears every week with the monsoon. we broadcasting the SoundClouds to iTunes. The Twitch screams say random, what you gonna do? The Twitch screams say, say random, what you gonna do? Subscribe like share listen to the random rambles with Rob podcast if you're listening right now you're welcome
0: what up everybody this your boy B Rob and I'm back with another edition of the random rambles with Rob podcast what up everybody this your boy B Rob and I'm back with another edition of the random rambles with Rob podcast first and foremost i like to thank you the listener for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first time listener, I'd like to thank you. Oh, so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, I would like for you to lean over and give that person a crisp high five, but I know we got shit going on in the world right now. You might not want to be too close to motherfucking slapping hands and sliding skin across each other, wrists and whatnot, but you can pick up your social media app of choice and send that person on a well-crafted DM telling them thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Ramblings with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3R Show. Instagram at The3R Show. And if you want to see this interview, you can go to YouTube and search 3R Show. For anything that I may have forgotten to mention, you can go to randomrob.com com to where you can find many different ways to help support the show and uh you might find the sponsor this is where i changed the hats for the video video people boom hooks rubs and spices you can go to hooksrub.com and you can get the seasoning for your evenings i just made that rhyme up and whatnot and it could be some candlelight lit shit you know i'm just saying you can uh treat your later to something special which i might have to put some uh some hook's rubs and spices in my TSA carry on because we going to Vegas next week and uh, we might be doing some romantic shit and whatnot. And I might, you know, some of these restaurants ain't going to have the hook's rubs, baby. So I got to go in the bag, in the pocket, sprinkle some of that on there. You know, some of that oh, heat yeah. thing, that H-Town all-purpose seasoning and whatnot. Or if we're getting some uh, Hispanic delights and whatnot, I can get some of that uh, everyday taco seasoning put on that joint and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I mean, you could put hook's rubs on everything. I seen the motherfuckers make a drink with this shit. But go to hooksrub.com and you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code random. So now I put the hat back on boom! Wham! Now, joining me, uh, amongst the illustrious wrestlers in all the annals of professional wrestling, <laughs> to ever, to ever join. The random rounds we Rob. We have various guests to come here. Brian Cage, uh freaking Kiefer Bartek, mm-hmm. gotnam JJ Blake, uh wow. freaking Blake Cortez, just most wow, recently, yeah. or whatever. And the common theme with that is uh speaking of JJ Blake and Blake Cortez and all that stuff, act former active duty military members. Mm. So also right. join into me, former active duty military member, mm-hmm. Carly Bravo. How are you, sir?
1: Bad news, man. I'm chilling, brother. How you doing?
0: Oh, man. It's not bad news. you here. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: I'll take that, my nigga.
0: Yeah, man. So I appreciate you taking your time, being up so early, because I was... I mean, I went to see Thor late, and I had a couple drinks and everything. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. And, Same uh, here. Same here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great time and whatnot, but here we are in the AM, and I'm getting to chat with you, so I appreciate your I time appreciate and
1: you for having me, brother. Thank you.
0: Yeah, but... um. I know of you because of professional wrestling, but I became more intrigued with you mm-hmm. because of your former active duty military status. Which yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So, so first, first, first off, in ring, in gear, between the four ropes, see this big ass USMC tattoo, and I'm like, "Well, goddamn! Here, yeah. here, here we go. We got another yep. one." I, uh, I it talked is today. big as hell. Yep. Yeah, I know i talked to Danny Limelight like not too long ago as well he's a fellow devil dog and whatnot that's my so boy that, that that was that was the hook or whatever as soon as i as soon as they made the announcement um i think he was on dark or one of the shows or whatever he said a uh, former uh active duty drill instructor or whatever i was just like Let i'm me. gonna
1: follow him yep
0: yep follow and then i <laughs> i was Line like breaking,
1: man that's my boy yep
0: i was like there that was the hook too i was like i got the dm I was like hey double dog i <laughs> worry <That's
1: not laughs> That's
0: how you get it. <laughs> you know, and, you know, so what was your experience with that as well it as it's like, because I know being in and whatnot, you know, just going through boot camp and just being indoctrinated into the military system or whatnot. Devil Dog has some different connotations. It's almost like the N-word in a sense <laughs> to where, like, yeah. it, could be, it could be positive. It could be negative. Yeah, it could girl. be like, what oh, the man. fuck? Oh,
1: you know? <laughs> I'm a fucking devil dog all the way, yeah. but then I guess damn, I'm also also a nigga. No so <laughs> fact though, but yeah, yo, um, I'm i I'm a devil all the way, yo. That's my job. Um, I got tattoos on me everywhere. I got tons of marine tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Um, that I was in there for eight years. You know what I'm oh, saying? I, I was I was infantry, literally whole time, son. So I'm really about that action, you Works. know. Um, and it just it was probably it made me, and wouldn't be no me without that. So yeah, I rep that shit proudly
0: word (laughs) so did did you uh fall into the common trope with that first marine corps tattoo or whatever did you get it and it was just like yeah motivation and whatnot then you look at hell no
1: I didn't get no actually I'm different there but I didn't get a single military tattoo till I got out the military all
0: right so yeah I I I wish I I, I wish I kind of done it that way
1: (laughs) oh dude no dude I I couldn't because you know when you're in it you can hate it true you get what i'm saying it i like, i can't wait to get out of here you know mm-hmm. and then you know you have a couple uh couple reunions with the boys you guys get wasted you wake up with you know the biggest usmc tattoo you've ever had in your entire life when you're so that was the first one <laughs> no my first one was the bulldog i got that the day i got out um okay. the my first reunion was the stomach tattoo you know what i'm saying and everybody all, we, we all all the boys went out uh and it was it was quite the time everybody got a got a got a moto tat every single person got a moto tat so it was pretty lit
0: word i think my first one came when i was going into mos school so, oh, okay uh, cool i'm motor t so all right then,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> hot moto t
0: hey man we got to take you out where y'all gotta go
1: you damn straight <laughs> y'all do that hell yeah hell yeah
0: so damn um, i went to boot camp went to mct um between mct in um MOS school because I, I went to Fort Lennonwood, Missouri. Okay. So we stopped in St. Louis and we had time to kill before they came picked us up. So I'm just walking around and everything. And uh what no this we got even some hold on, I gotta I gotta get my timeline right because you know how the shit go. You know, drinking oh, and all kinds of other shit. crazy shit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so we was in St. Louis and I was like yeah this is this is where I get the Moto tattoo. This is where I get the devil dog tattoo. So I went to a, a tattoo shop in St. Louis and um, I was like, boom, this is what I want. This is my idea. They got a bulldog and you got devil horns and shit. I was like, I want that, but I want the body to be like an angel and shit. Motherfucker with wings and all kind of crap like that. So the dude doing the head and everything, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. We ain't even discuss price. How much is this going to be? He's like 200 and some more dollars and the tattoo ain't that big. And I'm like, Little broke ass kid right out the boot camp uh, and shit. I'm like, hey man, can you just like do the head? And that's and I just figure this shit out head. later. <laughs> so yeah, you no, the-
1: dude, I feel that dude. That's a scary you never want to be in a chair and they tell you it's more money than you actually have in your pocket. That'd be ter- oh that's terrifying.
0: So he did the bulldog head with the horns and shit. And I was like, and it's like that fucking big. And I was like, Yeah, this is good. We'll do this. Perfect. And then um we get some uh leave time. During MOS school. And I go to another tattoo joint. And i am like, hey, man, can you put the body on this bitch? And he's like, oh, yeah. Got
1: that's, <laughs> he, a, that's awesome.
0: Put the body on that mug. And all I wanted was the, double dog, the devil dog horn joint with the body. And this dude was all moto. He had a whole shop full of Marines because he just opened up. And he's like, hey, man, I threw a little extra on there. And I looked down because the dude got his arms crossed. And he put USMC on the arm bracelet or whatnot. And I was like, hey, man, I didn't ask for that shit. I want a symbolism. I ain't want no fucking beat me over the head with it.
1: Hey man, it's the game, man.
0: Yeah, but like shit, what? I don't even. I don't know if you can see this shit, but like
1: this whole. Oh yeah, I see done. it. I see it. So you oh, can yeah, tell, Look, that's yep. the head that got by itself, and then the body is way different. It don't even <laughs> matter. I love it. That's dope.
0: So I'll just like years later get all these prison house tattoos and all this other crazy shit, and I'm just like. I should have waited, cause now I got different ideas of what I could have did with it and whatnot. And you still I'm still.
1: Get you want, man, you can still get it. You can do all of com- Man, t- I love. I mean, shit, man. Tattoos are everything, man. I got, I get, t- I get a new tattoo every week. Some bad news, tattoos it fits.
2: <laughs> so.
0: Because what I'm interested in right now, I got out as a staff sergeant and whatnot, so I don't have any on my hands and everything. I mean, what that feel like? Cause I see you got a couple of them.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, my hands are done. My hands are blasted. Uh, the hands hurt. You know, hands aren't fun. All tattoos hurt, bro.
0: Well, yeah, I know, but <laughs>
1: not- Listen, there's different
0: flex- there's different layers there's different layers to that pain. There Chris, are, bro.
1: there are, but all tattoos hurt, son. so but yeah, hands are a soft spot, bro. But I mean, it's not bad. Why, fucking nigga, this?
0: Yeah, because um, I'm thinking about just getting my the Stassard joint right here. Just oh,
1: the chevrons. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be real dope. I'll
0: punch a bitch in the face, or- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But shit, I mean, how many do you think you got right now?
1: Oh, uh... I did not even know. I couldn't even count. Uh, I yeah. don't even. Well I mean, over 100.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, mine's is kind of spaced or whatever, Ooh. so I can actually count mine. I think I got like thirty four. So I'm like nowhere in your ballpark right now.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I I I I'm out of control with the tattoos. So I, I, and I know that. Just like, I had nothing on the face. That's it. That's the only spot. Right. It's not done.
0: So it's just like um, I know it's a thing because I mean I I know it can take over you or whatever, like the symbiote like I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But like you ever thought about, you know, making that like a passion thing on the side or whatnot? Maybe I'll have a tattoo shop. Can you draw? I mean Uh
1: I'm not a drawer. I mean I could draw, but I'm not good enough to be no tattoo artist. Uh I don't even think it, it, for me that's it. For me it's just that's just my form of expression. I've always thought they were really cool. I grew up in, you know, the two thousands, nineties, you know mm. what I'm saying? So that was uh that just was it for me. I didn't I didn't I never thought that it would be more than just getting them to tell my story and being like, you know, making me look different, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but shit, the opportunity ever presented itself, Batista opened a shop. You know, Batista got a dope tattoo shop. You know what I'm saying? I think it's either in Florida or Philly, it's one of those two. But it's mm-hmm. dope, yeah.
0: There might be destination uh, booking I need to check out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got a dope tattoo shop so for sure
0: word so what what drew you uh to in the military and everything i mean what well, i mean wasn't it escape was it family lineage what i mean what's going on
1: uh i just life man and <laughs> and- you know i grew up in a different time you know but like it's different than it was now at least mm-hmm. you know so uh just i was just trouble and i needed to, and, and and i think uh the powers that be decided that I needed some discipline in my life decided that it wasn't a, um, I needed to sit down and, and learn some discipline and some, uh, learn some, what else can you say that we learn in there? You know, uh, this was the main yeah. word that comes to my mind, but, uh, yeah. yeah that, I, I mean, that's get my, get my that's shit everything. Together. Discipline been the, the key uh, word. <laughs> you know, I got put in the military I, I, I thought it was going to be like, I tried to campaign for like anything. Because I didn't want to go to the military I was fresh you know, and, and they were like no we think you need the you need the hardest form of of of, of, of discipline so uh, I learned i went to mil i went to marines and uh best thing that ever happened to me by far you know but uh it was the one my choice to go I did not want to go but I'm glad that I went because I needed that at at, at the age that I went you know what i'm saying
0: work I imagine you went east Coast correct
1: Paris Island marine yep all right. So, I
0: mean, I went West Coast, but that's apart from the course.
1: <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Paris Island, San Flea Marine. I hated that place.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's ironic. Well, not ironic. I mean, it's just, you know, how monitors get. Uh, hey, we got this spot. We need you to go. All right. I'm gone. So yeah, I, I went back. Well, I didn't go back because I went to San Diego for boot camp, but I went to Paris Island. To be a black shirt instructor, so like BWT, oh, the gas chamber, yep. uh, freaking repel tower, all that crap, you know. So that I think, despite the area, <laughs> um I think that was probably the most fun years of my career.
1: That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I miss you know. I miss, I miss. I miss. I loved being in the military. Mm. At the time, I don't think that I realized it. Oh no, because yeah.
0: Because you get cause put I, through shit, you know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah and you get shit you know what i'm saying so i, I love it though it was you know it was some bad sh- it was it was some bad crazy shit but i love that shit
0: i didn't get to ask uh blake about it though but like what was your first military ball like the first marine Corps first
1: uh, uh savage <laughs> fucking madness my first military ball came after i left afghanistan oh You know, after my first deployment, so, like, we was really on one. You feel me? It was really a celebration of us making it
0: home. Coming
1: back. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, I went – I was in the Corps right after 9-11. Same. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, you remember, that was, like, wartime Corps. You dig what I'm saying? Like, it was a totally different ballgame. Hell, yeah. Uh, So, we was out there going nuts. Our first Marine Corps ball was phenomenal. You get what I'm saying? So, hoorah,
0: bro. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you because, uh, you know, going back to the sentiment earlier, like, when you're in, it's just like a bunch of bullshit and everything. And it's just, you know, a lot of, you know, shenanigans. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't go, like, I did 16 years. and I, But I didn't go to my first Marine Corps uh, birthday uh, ball till, like, I think I might have been well over 10 years in.
1: Wow, that's crazy.
0: I, I avoided that shit like the plague. I, purposely, I get
1: it. You, people wouldn't get that unless they were in it. I get it.
0: Mm. You yeah, know, I was like,
1: I'm not finna why? I totally get it. I totally get it, yo. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I get it. It's just like
0: I'm with y'all ass damn near 24 hours a day. I why am totally go, I I'm off work? I want to be away from you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna get paid money to dress up and go see y'all in the same outfit I gotta have inspections in. Get out of here. Yeah. I get and, it.
0: Yeah, and despite, like, what, uh you know, the tropes of us are, you know, we look good in the blues or whatnot. I didn't get a, a set of blues until they made it mandatory. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, man, I got to spend extra money on this shit, you know? I we mean, had I'm, to
1: have them. I was a Hawaii Marine. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we had a lot of inspections whenever we was back at base, whenever we wasn't deployed. um, They was on their shit. So we we had we had to have We had all kinds of inspections. It was the same.
0: Word. It was the same. It was just like, I I think I wore my alphas more than anything.
1: <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I was a big cami Marine. I never, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we wore camis all the time.
0: <laughs> so what was that experience? You know, first hitting PI, getting off the bus and everything, and, you know, just these random motherfuckers yelling at you. I mean, what was that shock like for you?
2: Um,
1: what is, I mean, is it really shock? Like, you knew it was coming. You know, like so, like it was like it was wild, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I think that they I think that that it was uh, I, it's just more surreal that you're actually going through it. You know, but again, they tell you like, "Yo, listen, when you get there, they're gonna be yelling at you. There's gonna yeah. be yellow footprints, and you're gonna want you know to." I'm saying like they they kind of give you the game before mm-hmm. you get there. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I, I, but these motherfuckers really be out here yelling and screaming. And what's that yeah. weird thing he's doing with his voice? Why he
2: sound yeah. like that? You <laughs>
1: right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck does he sound like that for, bro? But yeah, um, it was cool. It was wild. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was, it was what I, it was, it was definitely what I expected it to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I was telling uh, Blake the last time, I was like, my perception going in was like it was gonna be on some full metal jacket shit. Like I was gonna have to fight motherfuckers or whatever. It was like I'm getting yeah. you know try to shank me in with fucking Sorry. you know all kinds of crap. Right.
1: First, real funny story my very first day at um at basic training I got uh I got knocked out by my joint shotgun first day first day there. First day there. Well I mean like first day maybe not first day because you know we do the fucking you gotta yeah. run through yellow footprint I'm talking when I got to my platoon you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. When I got my first day there, we fucking, when you meet your staff sergeant, and you see seeing drill and shit like that, this nigga said, told me to do some shit and I was like, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, I just didn't like how he said it and he said something and I I think I said something back. And I think I, I did. <laughs> yeah, I said that? Because I remember getting woke the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And, and he, he became, I became his guy after that. You know how that goes. You know what I'm saying? But like, because I had, a, but, but boy, I remember getting knocked, I remember getting picked up. <laughs> my favorite, and, and, and he, and from there on, i from there on, changed the whole game for me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because that's when I was like, oh, these these motherfuckers are for real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it was wild.
0: You know, because it it almost comes from a sense, I mean, I can't speak uh, personally to your upbringing or whatever, but like, um, I see it in my son as well. We were not really children of consequence per se. You know, I mean, we would get in trouble and shit. You know, oh, you know, I'm gonna take this from you or whatnot. You we go was, stay in your room or
1: something. Huh? Like we knew, we knew that we were gonna get consequences, right? But yeah. it was. I also think that we were children of pride, mm-hmm. too. You know, our generation was like, like you can't tell me nothing. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, if you kind, if you said something, yo, who are you talking to? Like, like, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were, we knew that there was going to be trouble because we were, we saw mass incarcerations, we saw police brutality, we saw all that stuff coming up. You get what I'm saying? So, we knew that there were. There were there was issues. You know what I'm saying, but it was like fuck. I'm gonna stand on my on, on my two, and it's gonna be what it is, you know. But Jesus yeah. Christ, the Marine Corps will break that shit down fast.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's by design or whatnot. From just like making you sit Indian style on the quarter deck, and you're like, why well, I gotta sit like this? I did not did this since elementary school or whatever. Then you get on the rifle range, and you know why.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know? Yep. So. Damn! Did I'm I say sure. did I say Indian style? I don't think that's politically correct now. Yeah, but man, so you did eight years and mm-hmm. everything. I mean, within that time span and whatnot, did you already have an awareness of professional wrestling, or was it something that came later?
1: Uh, I've been a fan of professional wrestling my whole life. You know what I'm saying I grew, again. I grew up in the '90s. You know, there was no way you grew up in the '90s. And didn't know Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Undertaker, or Shawn Michaels. You knew at least one of them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you really want, or you can even say Hollywood Hogan. You know what I'm saying? I'll throw him in there. But or Goldberg. Yeah. You know, there's certain people that just outstood time back in those days. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, look out of here. Absolutely. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I watched wrestling my entire life. You know what I'm saying? I was. I think I don't know how wrestling is now. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's 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 interesting being a fan as an adult. But like back in the day, you couldn't escape that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there was no, I didn't know a single kid that was from seven years old to like, let's say maybe 14 when we found out about chicks. I don't know a single dude that wasn't watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, that was like fucking real life superheroes. I couldn't believe it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I've always been on the wrestling. Always. I always thought it was fly. I always was into, I was into it from a very young age. And I was like five, or, I was like four or five, I started watching wrestling. Word. Yeah. So,
0: cause I can remember... I think when Stone Cold really started to hit and everything, when he became Stone Cold Steve Austin, I had every damn near damn near, I wouldn't say every, but I had majority of all of his shirts.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Stone Cold was that guy. I was I was a Shawn Michaels guy. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I always I was a big Shawn Michaels and DX guy. So I was and Hardy Boys. Oh, Jesus Christ you know what i'm saying so i was super into them dude i had all their fucking merch nwo was them niggas I mean, I used to me i just loved them excuse me they was the guys you know what I'm <laughs> saying? so i used to really be on to them so it was crazy
0: word word so be having that a part of your life because i mean i i i totally understand same thing as long as back as i can remember wrestling has been a part of you know my being and whatnot mm-hmm. um when did you actually get the bug like when did it like grab a hold and be like hey man i need to get in and do this myself
1: uh i've always kind of had it um i wrote in my yearbook when i graduated high school i was wrestling yeah so i've kind of always uh i kind of always knew that this is what i wanted to do in my life you know i used to wrestle on a school bus with dudes you know what I'm saying? Like we used to have like whole battle royals in the back of the school bus. Very unsafe, but very fun. Like
0: you, you like them dudes now that be on the subway car and shit,
1: dressed yeah, up. Yeah, we was wild. We was wild. We was wild. Um, I used to wrestle at friends' houses. Me and my like, I, I mean, I always did it. All right, but uh, then you kind of lose it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I wasn't. We weren't really the uh, we weren't really the generation of dreamers back mm-hmm. in our day. You, you know, job. <laughs> yeah, we were raised them you know, now. Parents had jobs, grandparents always had jobs. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it was uh, college was, a, was supposedly the big thing that they were stressing to. Then 911 happened, and the world <laughs> kind of put everything on pause. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, I got once I got put in the military, like that was just that's just how my life went. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I, I I never came back. I thought about it when I got out the military. You know, mm-hmm. like hey, I, I should wrestle, but then. You know, this is the first time I've been out the military in, in almost 10 years. So, like, you know, of course, I'm like, well, you know, maybe I should go to college and figure some things out. and all this. know, mm-hmm. that's just what the life is like. Um, so I just lived. And then COVID happened. And I was like, yo, you know what, yo? Like, I started going to the gym a lot before that and stuff like that. So I was physically fit. I was doing Spartan races and stuff like that. I was Damn. like, yo, you know what? I'm going to check this out, yo. And one thing led to another. And kaboom, it just blew up. Yeah. Word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You talk about doing Spartan races or whatever. (laughs) I was a part of those, but not in the sense of like I was a participant. Like I was the motherfucker on the side putting water in the pits and shit. Oh (laughs) no,
1: man. I was. I used to to love doing old courses and stuff back in the day. You know, like we. But again, we infantry. We lived out there doing that stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I just always, I just like doing that. It was always cool to me. Um, Yeah.
0: It was wild. I, I can remember being out in the field and I, I see y'all out there doing that. And that's when we can roll the windows up in the five-ton and shit. I was just like...
1: Oh, yeah. You know, oh, gonna, yeah.
0: See y'all out there doing buddy rushes and shit. And I'm just like... Have fun. Roll this window have, up real quick. Yep, have fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. But I, shit. Just being attached to, like, the infantry units. Because uh, my first unit was a second tank battalion. I don't think they okay. even a thing anymore in the, the June. Um, but, like, whenever they would go out to the field... To go qualify with the tanks and everything, I was either there in the ambulance, yep, or the fucking fuel truck, and I'm just like,
1: yep. I'm oh man, yeah, man, I've been, I've been on there many a days, many a days. That's so crazy.
0: Yeah, it's just, I'm dude. So let me tell you how how lavish my life was as a motor T operator. So they gave us the the big ambulance or whatever, not the soft top, the big shell joint and whatnot. Uh-huh. And um, I would get with the cooks because they had um, like a power inverter. Because you know, whenever you, sometimes when you go out to the field, you can plug it up into the um, battery joint into the vehicles, right? Use it to like you know, warm your vats and all kinds of junk. So it had right. some uh house plugs on that motherfucker, some AC adapters. So I was like, hey man, I know they got this, and I know I'm gonna be out there this day to this day for this week. I'm gonna bring my motherfucking TV and my Nintendo 64. <laughs> After uh, breakfast in the morning, whenever they go out to the range or whatever and fire, and I'm sitting in the back of the ambulance, I was like, hey, man, let me get that inverter. Put it up in the battery joint. And right in the back cab, they had this little cubby hole up there in the ambulance, that 13-inch TV. And it was like the big booty joint, too. fit that perfectly. Perfect.
1: I
2: already know.
0: Slide that motherfucker in there and I'm in there playing No Mercy in WrestleMania 2000. Yo, we was the case and
1: of ingenuity back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Marines don't play when it comes to being MacGyver's ingenuity and just, and just putting things together. That's yeah. real.
0: So I'm no, and it, it is just like everybody that would come in the, the ambulance or whatever. I'm just like, hey man, let me make you a character real quick. And I'm just fact, like fact. <laughs> That's
1: dope. That's dope.
0: But I would I would love that shit, man, and um shit. That Nintendo, I need to give me another one just for nostalgic purposes and symbolism or whatnot. Cause that I got me
1: mid- a 64. I got, I got No Mercy. I got, um, NWO versus WCW Revenge. I got all that stuff. Hell
0: yeah. WrestleMania I,
1: 2000.
0: I even went to, when I went to MOS school in Missouri, I had my mom send me my motherfucking Nintendo.
1: <laughs> That's
0: crazy. And I'm in the, I'm in the bricks. Fucking WrestleMania 2000 ended up.
1: Yep yep word so
0: damn you you make the decision like hey man life is short covid's running amok and whatnot i need to do it now or i'm not gonna do it later yeah so what what did the is the nightmare factory where you landed or was it somewhere else where you sought out training
1: nah i am a first generation nightmare factory guy i uh i hit up a friend of mine who i knew was a big wrestling promoter in Atlanta. Uh he was like, I'm not gonna teach you how to wrestle, but I got somebody I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send your name to somebody and if he likes you, uh he'll get in contact with you. So I'm like, okay, cool. Word. My phone rang uh, a couple days later and it was freaking QT Marshall. You know what I'm saying? And that's not the guy you expect to be hitting your phone. You know what I'm saying? He's like, Hey, I heard a lot about you. Um, because I was a big rapper in Atlanta at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, uh rather, let me rephrase I had been a big rapper in Atlanta. You dig know what I'm saying? So, when I got the military, I moved here. That's how I made a name for myself out here. So, okay. all the, you know I'm saying? I had been at all the wrestling shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody kind of knew me in Atlanta. So, he's like, hey, you know, I've heard about you. I got referred to you by this guy. Uh, you ever thought I'd be a pro wrestler? You got a lot of stuff going on. And I was like, have I ever? I met him. <laughs> you know, I met him. He took a liking to me. Uh, and he introduced me to Cody. And Kaboom! I started here we, are. here. we are, yeah. I was part of the first Nightmare Factory class. Um, it was the coolest thing that ever happened to me, and from there, I just started grinding. That was two years ago. Where it was in. and so as of yeah, I'm first generation AEW homegrown talent, baby.
0: Yeah, that that's wild to think about. So like, I have a minor in professional wrestling training or whatever as okay. well. Uh, my last year in the military, I found an indie promotion out there where I was stationed, and I just kind of like I dove in. I was like, "Hey, man, if you need help with anything, I'm here to yeah. do that." Set up the ring, you know, move chairs, all that crap. And in exchange, they offered to train me. You know, yeah. so I, I I did that. And um, what I want to know from you is, how jarring or how awkward was it to take that first bump?
1: Uh, it sucked, (laughs) but I always tell people the bumps suck, but Mm -hmm. what they don't tell you about is the ropes. The bumps suck, the ropes are worse, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I don't know how, I don't know what it is. I don't know if maybe you just had to get used to it, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't know if you had to figure it out or whatever, but. My back was bruised. Everybody in my class's back was bruised the fuck up off those ropes. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't understand like how people just hit. I remember being home, like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. You know, like like it and the bumps suck. Bumps. I just got to a point in my career where I don't feel bumps anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a scary shit. That's a scary way of being. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, because you felt I felt that in all of them. <laughs> you know, I felt all of them. Uh but the rope's worse, way worse. Mm-hmm. You know, those ropes be steel cables. Yeah. Example, super tight, thick. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. And then, like, uh, especially when you're first starting out with the training and everything, I mean, it's all about repetition and then establishing that muscle memory and whatnot. So I can imagine that y'all hit those ropes a lot so I can see oh, yeah. where the discomfort comes from and what Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Now I'm used to it. Now I don't even feel it anymore. But at first, wow.
0: hmm mm-hmm. I know for me, personally, the move that I hated taking the most was just the plain Jane fucking body slam. I hated that shit with a goddamn passion. And it's like, me, baby, you, I'm you. a
1: big body slam boy. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> dropping them. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, in that vein or whatever, I mean, what, what's the move that you so far hate taking the most?
1: I can't say this move. I hate taking the worst, the most. I can tell you the worst move I've ever taken. One that sucked the most, I can tell you that. Uh you just mentioned his name a little bit ago. My boy, Brian Cage. Uh Cage put me in a drill claw. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know that what a drill gnarly. claw is. You know, he starts up like a suplex, spins you, grabs you, and hits you with a freaking pile driver. I thought I died. You know? Uh <laughs> I thought I died. There it's on TV. There's a there's there's like a big YouTube thing of it. I literally sit straight up in the air. I'm a tall dude. I'm mm-hmm. not small. You know, tall in a cage. You get know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when he sat me, he was literally one, two, three. Uh you don't usually see people after your matches. My man grabbed me immediately after the match. He's like, Bro, you did I kill you? And I'm like, No, I'm okay. Thanks,
2: bro. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: did, did I kill you?
1: Man. <laughs> that was the scariest move I've ever taken. He's a big guy and he just muscles you. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not a little guy by no imagination. Yeah.
0: It's like yeah. I, you you have no choice i'm going this way now <laughs>
1: yeah that's exactly what it is it's awkward having people throw your body like that. i'm a grown-ass man you, i don't get thrown around too often
0: or... <laughs> i mean I, i'm not laughing at your pain it's just like no i feel you oh fuck, it's just yeah it, that's mind-boggling to me to even think about
1: <laughs> yeah that was wild
0: so uh just the, being you know brought into the realm. Of professional wrestling you know going on the road doing shows and everything um most of the time like you said two years ago so you were in there doing the the era of COVID and whatnot a lot Mm -hmm. of the empty arena shows and all Mm -hmm. kinds of things like that or whatever i mean what was that experience like for you
1: uh i think it was awesome yeah yeah
0: i mean not to cut you off or anything but me just thinking about it you know just from the outside looking in as far as somebody new, coming into um, the professional wrestling business, you know, getting time to practice and whatever, I think that might have been probably the best time to do it, man.
1: So yes, and you gotta remember, not just practice, but like being able to, like I said, I'm first generation AEW guy, right? So like I'm there, I'm not just wrestling there, I'm actually watching the match, watching the lot else in the arena. Mm-hmm. You know, like I never forget, I saw, I saw. I don't remember it was a lot of people in the match but I remember it was Kenny Omega and Phoenix in the match mm-hmm. right and I'm watching them fight in an empty arena and I'm I'm, I'm like that close mm. you know and I'm I'm like what you know like how often does a kid get to start playing basketball and then the very like a, a week later after he starts playing basketball a month later after he starts playing basketball does he get to go and sit in the front row of an NBA game and have these two NBA teams play hard. You know what I'm saying? He's there by himself watching. Never happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to see firsthand, like I got to see, I got to graduate from wrestling school and then see exactly what it took to get to the top. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was surreal. I don't, I don't think I realized at the time what I was watching. Like, I knew what I was seeing, but I don't realize I didn't realize like like this is this is still this is the other part of the school, you know, that I can't even I can't even I couldn't even ask for a, a better introduction to my world of wrestling.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just like live film study or whatever. It's just like
1: literally literally right literally. here in
0: front of you. And I mean, Crazy. you have the access as well. It's just like, you know, if they got the time, but like, hey, real quick, what do you think about this? How can I do yes. this? And whatnot not? And yes. Whatnot. You know, so
1: it's wild, man. it's real
0: man. So, I know you're still kind of young in your career or whatever, but like, um, I know you speak to some of your favorites earlier on in the interview or whatnot, but like now, you know, just being in it for a minute and whatnot, has, has your uh, as far as people that you uh admire, has that changed at all, like for people currently and whatnot?
1: A hundred percent, yeah, uh. I see wrestling differently now. Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: <laughs> Even you know? my little small skin, I look at things and I'm just like, oh, boy.
1: <laughs> I see wrestlers differently now. I see how they work differently now. It's a big difference to me. Mm. Um. So, yeah, my my not so much of my favorites from back in my young days have changed, but I've taken a liking and I've taken a watch to so many different guys now that I probably don't know if I would have had I not been in the game to see it firsthand. Word. Yeah cool beans yeah man
0: so we, we talk about you know the brotherhood which we have being uh military members and whatnot um and just like you said you, i mean you go, can do four years or eight years or a full 2015 you know just you know various amounts of time and you know you establish long-lasting relationships and whatnot um i kind of feel like professional wrestling is like that in a sense as well it's a yeah. somewhat of an institution and everything mm-hmm. like that but do you have your own little inner group within professional wrestling with your former active of course, duty and whatnot of
1: course i gotta click bro that's really <laughs> what you're saying right i got a click i got a crew yeah and there's mad clicks you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like i uh i've always been a social person mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying everybody's not on your journey with you yeah you know what i'm saying so there's different i'm able to I've been blessed and fortunate enough to be able to pass through different scenes and pass through different people. You know what I'm saying? So I got my click out here and my local click, and then I got my impact click that I go kicking with, and I got my AEW click that I go kicking with. I got my Fed boys I go kicking with when I'm up there. You know, it's just, it's just, and you got your circle of friends that you just meet and put together, and you just, it's, it's wild, yo, it's wild. But I definitely got my main, my crew. You know what I'm saying? I definitely got my crew, my, my, my gang for sure. And they are amazing.
0: Word. So I'm going to throw some names out there. I usually okay. do this from time to time and whatnot. And I just want your opinions and thoughts on these people that I give you. Okay. The captain, Sean Dean.
1: The GOAT. The man, the myth, the legend. My guy. <laughs> Best taxi partner in the business. Best friend for life. For life.
0: Word. Um, one of the names that you brought up earlier, Kenny Omega. Uh,
1: best wrestler I've ever seen.
0: Word. Cody Rhodes.
1: Uh, my mentor took a chance on bad news and tattoos. I I owe him everything.
0: Where we'll come back to that in a second. Q. T. Marshall. Uh,
1: my my motivation, I guess you can say. You know he uh. He puts the fire, the chip on my shoulder. I guess you'll say, I like that. But the best wrestler—that the best wrestler—I think that no one, no one gets credit to.
0: You know, I'm seeing that. Yeah, I'm seeing that because like, I got—I know in the beginning, like when I first started getting those initial doses of him, whenever mm-hmm. the company started up and everything, they started doing the TV stuff. Yeah, I was like, you know, lame. You know, why is this dude on here or whatever or whatever? Yo, but, he
1: wanted you to think that. Yeah.
0: But as I get to know more of the, you know, what he does actually and everything, and then like I'm seeing it, and Listen, I mean, yo, he's, I will, he's in a good I, position.
1: I will go on record as to say, and this has nothing to do with his backstage stuff, or nothing to do with his, because he's he's like the number three guy in the company as far mm. as like backstage, like he runs it. But he's the best, he's the best wrestler on that roster. He's trained, let's say, most of that roster. Yeah, he continues I, to. And that, you know what I'm saying? So every once in a while, you'll see him bring something out. But, that's all I'm going to say about
0: him. And I understand that too, because, like, you can teach you know, people things or whatever, but, you know, I mean, you got to be the performer as well. I mean, you yeah. just, I don't know, because, I mean, it, it has to come from somewhere. You know, I know yeah. some people have that encyclopedic knowledge about a lot of things or whatever, but, I mean, you got to be able to apply the science yeah. <laughs> and everything. Yeah, you know, you know I. I and it's just also cool for him as well because like AEW has really been a platform for him, and it's just because it's been so good to him. In turn, it's good for everybody that surrounds him, people that 100%. he gets to train and touch and influence their life. And one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's amazing. So I, I that was four. I think I'm trying to come up with another one name that comes to my mind. Right off top, you speak about Atlanta and everything. Baron Black.
1: Oh, Baron Black. Uh underrated. Criminally underrated. Or criminally yeah. underrated. Uh, another, another wonderful teacher of mine. You know, that's my guy. Yeah. And he's
0: oh Speaking of Baron Black, I've I have he has been here before, and I, I've talked to him about it. And I forgot again to talk about to Blake Cortez about this, but since I got you, I want to know it's, it's a thing in wrestling that I I've been you. noticing for some years, and well, whatnot. I wish I had my hat in here. It's a particular move that uh black professional wrestlers like to do a lot. And it's Which a one? Move called the flatliner. <laughs> the, ha! is that a thing dude ha- have you noticed it because i mean i could rattle off some names and i'm seeing a lot of indie presence with uh, a lot of black brothers doing uh the flatline and i'm adopting it as i move i'm just saying it's
1: crazy <laughs> i never thought of it as a black wrestler thing um it's it's up there there's all right so let me blow your mind a little bit more mm-hmm. there's 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 wrestling moves that are starting to, that have been used over the last decade a whole lot mm-hmm. right when, it, when you think of that, like in my mind, the very first one I think of is the super kick. You know what yep. I'm saying? Every single person is a super kicker, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got, oh, I want to say once you, once after the super kick, I'd say the moonsault. Yeah. Everybody's a fucking moonsault person. I think coming up on that, on that, on that scale is the flatliner. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing a flatliner. You know, um, I think that that's where that's going. You know, I I I'll see it that way. I don't ever see it as just a black thing. You know, uh, I'm definitely cutting that out of my role. Of no, rap. man, you got to put it in. I actually <laughs> just started doing them, and I feel terrible. No, 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 no.
0: I mean it in a good way or whatever. I mean, I know it started with a uh, you know the guy ghetto in uh new Japan, and then Chris Canyon made it there you popular. Go. Chris move. Canyon, yeah, and everything. But like, I've noticed over the years that it's become a staple in, in, in our moveset or whatnot because like i, I know
1: I have a really good one
0: because i know as a kid personally or whatever that was always a move i wanted to put in there and i don't know if i'm genetically yeah. predisposed to wanting that oh shit, yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 but well, like
1: admit, it's easy grab you come down with you let's go
0: yeah but I, I tagged you in the thread i collected video evidence of multiple people on the indies and mainstream Doing the flatline, all black people just okay. It's, okay, it's all here. So I tagged you on Twitter. It's the Fair evidence way. is there. Okay. But I'm just I'm just saying yeah. I have I love the move, nothing against it, and yeah. I was like, I want it to be ours. I mean, I know plenty of people do it. I mean, it's part of the sh- uh the big rig, the shatter machine, or whatever. I yeah. mean, I, you know, uh, I think uh Blake Christensen does a variation of it. Everybody I mean, I can name dollar. plenty yeah. of nine black people that does it, but the majority of us. Do it, and I want it to be ours. Very well. <laughs> so, man, hey, man, keep it in there. I
1: I'm mean, definitely gonna keep it in. I'm definitely gonna keep it.
0: I mean, think, think about your fellow devil, devil dog here. I mean, you got some camera time. Get a little wink at at the camera. Bam, flat line. You, I
2: got you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it, just shit. It's fun. It's shit. is crazy. Um, so much has happened. I mean, in to think about it. I mean, I'm just kind of piecing it all together. Um, I came in in 2000. Right. So I had this small respite of peace time while I was in my military career before 9-11 happened. I mean, I know you mentioned that before. And then, you know, from there, the whole 16 years of my career has been in service to post 9-11 stuff. Um, And it just kind of you know drove me in my career and whatnot and the things that I've done. So kinda, I know, I don't know. I'm putting random shit together in my mind. Your journey and then the timing of COVID or whatnot is just it's almost, you know, kind of a parallel. It's just like it's driving your career or whatever to where like you might have been doing this, but it could have been in a whole different direction. But if it hadn't COVID hadn't happened, I mean it might I don't just,
2: think <laughs> I
1: could have been doing this a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would have been Carly Bravo. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I often—that's, that's usually what I tell myself to give myself solace. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. I might have been like Jock Queen, the Destroyer, or who the hell knows? Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I needed, I needed to go through the journey. I needed to get to whether it was military or time or just because I, ha- I'm, I was a grown ass man by the time I got to wrestling. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of grown ass men in wrestling. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did what I'm saying. So and they, and they just because they're of age don't I mean they are grown ass men. You yeah. dig what I'm saying. So I need to be the Nick. I need to be the guy that I am right now. So mm-hmm.
2: that,
1: so that also that I take it seriously. You dig what I'm saying? I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't come here. I didn't. It's no coincidence that I've gotten as far as I've gotten in two years. You know what I'm saying? That's because I was a grown man. I knew what I came here to do, and I knew the moves that I needed to make. I'm not out here dilly dallying or, or, or you know, dicking around. You mm-hmm. know, so it had to happen the way it did, especially so that Carly Bravo could be who Carly Bravo need to be.
0: Yeah, especially because like. Y- as you were saying, the mindset is different because uh, it's the same thing with the military. You come in like straight out of high school or something like that and you still have that that childlike mentality or whatever because mm-hmm. of you know, what you just left. And this is all still new. Absolutely. Right now now Absolutely. that you gain that focus and whatnot is like, hey, man, especially I mean wrestling is a seasonal thing i guess or whatever i mean there's people that goes beyond that season i feel i mean you got i yeah. not just still doing
1: motherfucking destroyers and shit you got it you have to get in while your window's there and i couldn't believe yeah you know and i think i my window it was like hey you better get in here now where it's a wrap. you know what i'm saying so i was like fucking i ran it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the decision i ever made word
0: so outside of the tattoos outside of professional wrestling i know we talked uh good for about well i've rambled for about a good 10 minutes before we started recording proper about comics and everything like that i mean right what else are we into outside of those things
1: i mean i'm a pop culture guy i love music you know i love movies
0: yes x-man shirt
1: yes you know i love love star wars well star star wars over here and that was um dolly over here i like art i love uh I'm, I'm, I like I said, I'm a pop culture guy. You know what I'm saying? I love, I love television shows. I love going out to eat. I like having fun. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm an adventure guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, we only got one life. I'm big on that. You know what I'm saying? So I try to do as much as I can while I can do it. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm into all kinds of stuff, dude. You know what I'm saying? Literally everything. I like pops.
0: I was about to, I was, I was. You said pop culture. I seen the pops in the corner. I was like. About how many you got?
1: About 200, 300.
0: Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've got my own, which really is what turned the game out.
0: So, yeah. uh, somebody made you? like? No, what? I got
1: a pop. I got a pop. Word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know what? I mean, since I do the podcast stuff, you know, merchandising and, you know, all kinds of stuff, promotion or whatever, I wanted to get my own pop, but it's just like, I mean, so what? There ain't too much so putting fun. on there. <laughs>
1: What? Nah, dude. I yeah, it's cool, man. It's, I life is so much. Life is awesome, man. There's so many awesome things to, to get into, especially these days. Who'd have thunk when we were kids that we'd be watching comic books on TV? What? You, you know what I'm saying? Nice. So like, I'm all with
0: it. Mm-hmm. So uh, to go back to them pops, real quick or whatever. I mean, I I got a few over there, but I have right. a I have a specific set of rules for myself because I mean I don't want to be where you are with the 200 and so <laughs> just pops just all over the place so for me um i can only have professional wrestling pops and i can only buy them if i'm in the physical vicinity of the pop so i have to be uh-huh. in the store and i have to physically i can't get online because nope. i mean that,
1: yeah So that's, that's the same way i was it. i i collected pops for like two years um that's when i got all of them um i got somebody bought me one and I didn't, I was like, what the hell are these? And then I I went out, and as I traveled, I bought some. So me and my friends started playing scavenger hunt games. You know oh. what I'm saying? So we, it's not like, it's not even like I don't have only something. I have all, I have hundreds of hops. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm like, oh, that's lit. And then you take the picture, you send it to your friends. Like, Look what I got. guys! I ain't got this one. So it got to a point for two years for me and my friends were always trying to outdo each other and get dope stuff. You know? Uh, and the rule was, you have to be fit. You have to buy it. You can't go online. You can't do nothing like that because that takes away from it, you know? Yeah. If I'm in Minnesota, I know that I'm going to have pops available there that no one else is going to be able to have. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go look and I'm going to go grab something and it's going to blow somebody's mind. That's right. how we played it. And, you know, so yeah. And I I, I fell out of it once I started wrestling. You mm-hmm. know, this was like right before COVID started hitting. I started going crazy on them. But uh, yeah, I, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I think... I, I broke my rule once and uh-huh. the only reason i did that it was be um uh, when um they did the special th- when they did the new japan ones for um, the bucks kenny omega and cody
1: yep i got those at hot topic i was so happy
0: yeah like i could not i could not find them and i kind of felt like you know this is so- going to be something that was going to be one and done you know so I, yeah. I i had to get those
1: yeah i got those yeah i broke my rule too i broke my rule with uh same i they said there was the only online available it was the fiend i was a huge fiend fan and so i had to have that pop i ordered the pop came out in april i ordered that bad boy in november when they dropped it you know uh so that was the, it, that was the only one i bought online
0: it's, it's sitting in my amazon cart right now i'm debating on doing the same thing.
1: <laughs> are you well no, listen i had to have that. that i got my fiend pop right there that pop was a. Uh, that was a, and and you know what? Seeing how they did the fiend and how the fiend ended up his story and how it all—he was only here for a year. You know what I'm mm. saying like I'm so glad I have that pop. Damn it! You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like that yeah, was. Like,
0: I know. I know it's, it's time. I'm hold on. Let me see if it's still there. I'm gonna check it, re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna check it real quick.
1: Just real you know, quick. Like, you know what? I, if it would have been something that like was like, like was around forever maybe be able to lost his lackluster but the way the world went how we only got the feed for that little bit of time that we got him for oh i was on i'm on it hold on let me i'm just hold on i'm, I'm in my in my bag here
0: let me see let me see <laughs> i won't see if it's still here uh yep it's still here yeah uh I'm. A, I, hold on. I'm. A, I'm. I'll come back to that. <laughs> so the um the one of you. I mean, did you get that made or somebody made it for you?
1: No, the people from the pop people made it for me. What? Yeah, they sent it to me. It was really cool. Oh man. And it's not wrestler Carly. It's rapper Carly. It, oh they, shit. They had a big yeah. They had a big uh. They had a big thing out here, and i um, in Atlanta. Um, I performed at the show, at the, at the festival, whatever. They really we got we got along wonderfully. Um, and then I came home like a couple weeks later, and they sent me a custom for me, like a pop. Oh, that's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, super cool. Word. Damn. It's cool, yeah. yeah, It was, oh, really yeah. Cool. It
0: was like, I'm just thinking about just all of that. Shout out
1: to Mark and Joe over there at Pop. They were awesome. It was really cool.
2: Oof.
1: Well, goddamn.
0: Well, shit, man. Uh, I think this is where we put a pin in it or whatever. I know it's early morning or what We got got to get things done i appreciate
1: uh, well, you man i appreciate you this is oh, man,
0: nah, i appreciate you giving me your time especially this early goddamn in the morning my kid are gonna be up in an hour and i ain't gonna be able to go back to sleep
1: <laughs> oh it's done for you it's done for you yeah it's a wrap my cat just brought my kid to camp so it's on now
0: oh shit lucky you <laughs> but before you go let everybody know where they can find you on social media and what you got going on
1: Absolutely, man. Bad news tattoos, man. You can find me everywhere at Carly Bravo. C A R L I E B R A V O. Uh, not Charlie. Carly. Hard hey, C on I that. made
0: that mistake. I'm not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> Hard C on that, bro. I'm gonna fix that. I'm gonna make it very easy for you not to mess that up soon. But we'll we'll get there. But you can find me on everything on Carly Bravo. Um, you I'm I'm easy. I'm on I'm, I I'm on everything. I don't even know. What is it? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook spaces i'm too grown for a TikTok, so i ain't got one of those oh, okay you know so like just yeah you can find me i'm not hard or just look up bad news and tattoos you'll definitely find me then word and Mommy.
0: as it is always for every guest of the random Realms with rob podcast you have been here the door is always open for you to come back promote your next big thing or just to shoot the shit
1: i will come back my friend we'll talk we'll talk all kinds. Of we gotta hit star wars and all the rest of that stuff next oh
0: yeah i mean
2: i have thoughts on that yeah we have we, a lot to unpack Yes, yes, yes.